Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Twelve oh five in St. Louis. Also twelve oh five in Chicago. Probably twelve oh five in Milwaukee. Where else, Chuck? Toledo. It's probably one oh five. It is one oh five in uh, the beautiful Glass City, Frogtown, Fro- USA. Frog City. Mm-hmm. T Vegas. Midday grind. Five ninety. The fan. Tuesday edition. Kenny Wallace coming up at twelve thirty. Blues back at it tonight. Dallas Stars in town. Fresh off a shutout last night, as we predicted yesterday. Breaking down Jordan Bennington's game. Binner, as Craig Berube called him. And I know this is a Charlie theme. What will they do with Binner now? Binny. Put him in the cooler. Isn't it Benny? Don't you think Benny? Well, I like Benny. Well, I don't think it's up to us, but you no, call, I do. I call do him think whatever, it is. Okay, whatever you want. <laughs> Craig Berube yesterday on the pregame sound kept calling him Binner. 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 Well, you can call him Benny. I think his his own Twitter handle is like Bin Nasty. Either way. Either way. We joked around yesterday about the shut piece. Now, nobody really thought it was going to happen, right? We did. That's all we talked about. But I said, look, all you need is just a solid outing. I think I threw out maybe stop, what, 25 of 27? What does he do instead? Shut out. 25, 25 stops. out of 25. Jake Allen tonight. They host the Dallas Stars. Will they play Binner Thursday when the Canadian? Let's just hope the kid gets back out there. You need storylines. The course of an 82-game season, Chuck. In fact, we already had it earlier this year. When Chad Johnson was playing great. Remember that? For about 10 days. And they were saying, in the, I think Ryan O'Reilly said, right now he's our best player. I'm like, holy crap, this is the guy who was the backup with terrible career numbers, and now he's gone. And you had it with Connor Hutton last year, and then two years ago, and yeah, he was three years ago, right now. Yeah. four years Carter, ago. Carter was a backup, despite the stats. But Carter did it for a couple seasons. Five years ago, which is not with Jake Allen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, like, how many stories can we, how many times can we rehash the same storyline? Uh, I love it, Strick's going to call in angry now. We've talked with uh, Benny, as I call him, a couple times in the uh, in the dressing room there. Have you really? I didn't know yeah. that. So he's been around. He just hasn't been playing. Yeah. And uh, I loved the interview he gave to Panger after the game. And we saw the same thing the couple times we've talked to him at Blue Skates and practices and all that. He's just so cool, calm, and collected. And one of the answers he gave to Panger last night was, no, look, I'm I'm excited on the inside. It was something along those lines, but he showed no emotion, even after, look, He's waited how many years to get an NHL start after being drafted in 2011? We've heard about this guy for a long time, and he's what? He's 25 years old. finally gets his first career NHL start, pitches a shutout, and still after the game, he was just like ice water in his veins. Does former producer Chris Gardner do the Ascot All-Stars only? I was going to text him that. Is it only baseball? It's only baseball, but I think it's going to be harder with hockey because hockey yeah. doesn't have many Ascotty names because a lot of you know kind of – Eastern European names don't translate well to to Ascot. But, but Jordan at the, same, at the same time, Sidney Crosby. I feel like that is. I mean, sure, it's a Canadian Ascot name, but that's a that's an Ascot uh, All Star right there. Sidney Crosby. That's an Ascot All Star. Bennington. That's yeah, a Bennington's good one. up there. That's yeah. that's probably if you're a diehard Blues fan, 
you probably name your puppy Bennington. Mm-hmm. Hey, they got a puppy. Blues have a puppy. They should roll that out. Anyway, stars tonight. <laughs> Canadians on Thursday. National championship game. Careful what you wish for. If you had asked me yesterday, Alabama will just get blown out. I would have said, oh, that'd be great. I'd love to see Nick Saban and those guys eat it. But honestly, because <laughs> because the game was such a blot, I lost interest. I actually would like, would, I would have preferred a Clemson win all along, but I would have liked to have seen a better game. 100%. You always want a good game. You had it for what? About a half or so? Certainly I mean, for the first quarter. Maybe yes. the first quarter. Crazy high scoring, lengthy game. But by halftime, 31-16, you're like, maybe Bama makes a little bit of a charge, but I don't think so. I lost interest in that first touchdown in the second half. That 74-yarder. That was it. And look. A lot of people are second-guessing the fake field goal, and I totally get that. But if they score there, all of a sudden, you have a ball game. Yes. It's just kind of a weird play, too, when with the score of the game, I think Clemson obviously expected them to do that. So if you're going to do that, and the defense kind of knows it's coming, do you want to have your your kicker and your holder basically running your offense, or do you want to have Tua and your five-star recruits just try to get a, a first down? That felt like Saban falling into a trap there because you saw that when Clemson came out, they came out in not in a goal line, not in a you know block formation because they were expecting a pass. And I feel like it's obvious that he kind of expected Saban to be like, oh well, if you're gonna if you're gonna back him, to throw do a fake field goal here. I got I got something tricky for you. I feel like Saban kind of fell for something there. Instead of five for Frank, what about one for Chuck? If Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Many would make that argument. What does that mean about Dabo? How many times has he beaten him? So two and two, two of, in the playoff, correct? Yeah. And two and one in the national, in the national championship. championship game. He's gotten Saban twice. He's also 49. Saban is what, 60, we'll look it up, 66-ish, 65, yeah, something sure. like that. And here's a guy who was a position coach. And he coached at Alabama for a long time. Took some time off and did real estate, I believe, then got back into coaching, and nobody thought he should get that job. And you look at recruiting rankings year in, year out, the last four or five years, Clemson is always up there. And I was curious because, look, Clemson has been really good. This is an obvious statement for the last three, four years. But look at what their true freshman class did last night in the playoff. And I'm looking at their their top four recruits. They had six five-star recruits for this class. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall recruit. They go to Georgia and get that kid. He throws for 347 yards and three touchdowns. Then they go into Alabama territory, and they get Justin Ross, the wide receiver, who catches six balls for 153 yards and a touchdown. They go into Florida, get this great defensive end, Xavier Thomas. That guy has a half sack. They go into Ohio, and they get Jackson Carmen, big-time offensive tackle. Clemson is dominating in recruiting as well. And they basically, in one recruiting class, picked up absolute studs to beat Alabama the very next year. This is unbelievable. Charlie wrote all of this down. This Look is, at this. This is, this sort is called of, research. This is okay? actual show prep. Contract Norm- year. Normally he writes down what the temperature is and comes in. <laughs> Can you believe on January 8th it's 61 degrees out? But look, when people say, oh, recruiting rankings, this and that, they have six five-star recruits for this class, and two of them were the biggest studs in the game last night as true freshmen coming out and making the biggest plays in the biggest game to beat the bully on the block, Alabama. How about on the text line? Did you enjoy seeing Alabama get beat up, or would you have preferred 
a better game. 855-282-8255, 855-282-8255. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I guess the decision worked out. If you're Kelly Bryant, this was Frank's question yesterday. Do you want to see Clemson win? Do you want to see them succeed? That's your old team. That's your old squad. I was monitoring his Twitter. He has not tweeted since making his Mizzou announcement. It seems like, don't know the guy at all, that that wouldn't be his style to kind of chime in or, or take shots or just kind of, I think it just sit this one out. He gets a ring though probably, right? Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Plays about a third of the season. Yeah. He gets the playoff bonus. He, gets, he gets his playoff share. What is <laughs> that piece all, of it. Does that all go to Dabo? Yeah, it all goes it to the coach. To yeah. You hate to say this, but I just think just as, as human beings, it's hard to lose a job. And I know Frank yesterday, I was driving and listening. If you break up with your girlfriend or your wife, do you want her to go right to a George Clooney? The answer is no. So I think as a human being, we discussed this with Mike Matheny. When Mike Matheny gets fired and Mike Schilt takes over, it's just it's a tough spot. Even if you're friends with that person, even if you like that person, even if you love the organization, even if you love Clemson football and you feel like they made the right decision, which they obviously did, it's just hard when you're the one that got kind of swept away to the side and then you see somebody else rolling in who's younger, who's a true freshman with the beautiful flowing hair all of a sudden just setting the world on fire. It's a very descriptive personality. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> beautiful flowing hair. <laughs> You know, I mean, they, come on, sunshine. This kid is a stud. Right, what's what's the best analogy for him, or comparison? Is it sunshine, or is it Spicoli? There's a little bit of Kelly from the uh, Bad News Bears. Kelly Leak. Remember that? Absolutely. A yeah, little bit of that. Little bit. If you kind of put it in a milkshake, those are the three. I don't think any other form of radio, poli- political radio, all that. They never do the like jilted lover thing as much as sports radio. When the Rams left, like. This is like you dated Farrah Fawcett, and now you're now you're stuck with Lily Tomlin. Like all these weird analogies. <laughs> and Frank goes to it a lot. He does. So uh, the next day we could say, yeah, Harrison Bader was zero for four. Th- this is like your girlfriend getting online, and you're like, no, that's actually a guy just went zero for four. <laughs> no, Trevor say- Lawrence, just watching him. The kid, as a true freshman, is six foot six. When they would show replays and close ups, this dude's hands are as big as the football. As a 19-year-old kid, it's unbelievable how great of a passer he is. And you got to think, in two years, number one pick. This kid is a, an absolute stud. Would he be the number one pick this year? Probably, yes. yeah. You know, yeah, is yeah, that crazy? Would. Yeah, he would. And by the way, I think the answer is, is Sunshine, only because if you guys saw the gif on the on Twitter taking over where Sunshine throws the, the ball and hits Bertier in the back, well, people have it now. When Bertier turns around, it's Saban's face all, all angry. So that, in my opinion, just seals Puts the sunshine it over the nickname. Uh, NFL news, you had Matt LaFleur getting the Packers job. Not a popular decision, it appears, in the state of Wisconsin. Josh McDaniels, linked to every job every year, now says no more interviews. He's staying with the Patriots. But he didn't get the Packers job. Correct. So I wonder. Okay, I'm good now, guys. Hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, no more interviews. You know what? I didn't want the job. Okay, I'm happy where I'm at. You know what? I don't want to leave. But coach, you just interviewed like three places. Yeah, I just wanted to get out a little bit and see the country. Where else did he interview though? Because you can understand why he would want to go work with Aaron Rodgers for the next five years. But maybe if he's really the coach in waiting, should he be the coach in waiting of the uh, New England Patriots? Let's see. The book is closed. McDaniels said when asked if he anticipates interviewing for any other head coaching jobs. Always a humbling experience to have an opportunity to interview with anybody for that position. 
he says, I'm thankful for the opportunity to meet with Green Bay. Always gives you greater insight into another organization, how things are done. It's been very educational. I'm completely focused on the chart. So maybe that was his only interview. So it sounds like he acknowledges not getting the job. Yeah, remember when he was here? Sounds like he's a spy. He's just taking interviews to be a spy for Belichick, by the way. Al Davis, first of all, <laughs> be a to- total Patriots move. Good point. Total Patriots move, and he admitted it openly. Al Davis was famous for that. Whenever he had an opening, he would interview like 10 people. And they said every assistant would say, so how did you guys kind of run your specialty? How did you guys? He was known for like taking notes. And you just say, hey, you want to be my head coach? Sure. You come in for the interview. You're going to be on your best behavior. You answer every question. You don't look at the guy that's the owner and say, listen, you SOB, I'm not telling you any of that. And the people would just spill their guts, and he'd be like, "All right, thanks for coming in." Just say third and eight. You have your coach of this team, third and eight. What do you do? What's your play call? Thanks for coming in. Thanks so, for coming in. So we're going to interview, uh, I think tomorrow, Bernie Nicholas, Randy Carrick, mm-hmm. Tom Ackerman, Chris Raby. We're gonna, we've got some potential. <laughs> so tell me, uh, how are you guys going to cover spring training real quick? Tell just me what's your best insight. phone number. You the have great in your irony phone. to that is that he lost the Super Bowl because he let a coach get away, and then his current coach didn't change the playbook, and they knew exactly Correct. what they would be running, hundred percent. That's amazing. I'd never connected those dots. Might have been, was totally. Might have, that's karma right there. Might have been senile Al. Bill Belichick turns 67 in April. Do you think he retires when Brady retires? Or do you think he keeps going a few more years? I think he retires when Brady retires. That's because I'm wondering, if that's the case, which I think would be a natural way for both of them to leave, do they keep Josh McDaniels and say, you're our head coach, or would you want to go in a different direction? Because I feel like McDaniels is kind of... Belichick light. Will he be able to do the same things without Tom Brady? I wonder if a guy like Mike Vrabel is is a better next coach for the Patriots. Maybe it's the long con. Remember when Josh McDaniels took the Colts job and then turned around and said, no, I'm not going to do it. Instead, I'm going to be in New England. Maybe the Patriots are like, you know, we're, you're a head coach in waiting. And then when uh, Belichick retires, they pull the rug out from underneath them and say, nope. In theory, McDaniels keeps interviewing just to let the Patriots know that he's in demand. Like, he keeps going on these job interviews so they know, hey, people want this guy. If you're Josh McDaniels, should you have turned down the Colts? Now, I understand, look, there were a lot of people after last season that said, will Andrew Luck ever be the same? If Andrew Luck was 100% healthy, that job would have been just as coveted, not, not as much as the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, but darn close. And I guarantee you right now, Josh McDaniels is kicking himself because Andrew Luck looks like the old Andrew Luck again. All right, we interrupt uh, Red Hot Sports Takes. So I have an update. I told the story yesterday that Jim Hannafin screamed in the booth, and we thought about this because the Spanish announcers for the Eagles calling that game in Chicago on Sunday, it ended with, it was a lot of excitement, but it ended with what appeared to be a murder in the booth, potentially. <laughs> I mean, it's either, right? It's either, it's either extreme excitement or somebody was, in fact, stabbed. Chuck, have you ever been out there? We've done some shows together. Where it's I a John Bobbin impression. Sell that, sell that to a studio for sound effects. It'll be great. Yes. And I said there was a moment where Hannafin like screamed. So I looked at my phone. I have Steve Savard's number. We have not oh, texted. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Hashtag all right. Black. But we have no text history. <laughs> now I think what happened is I got a new phone in like a year, more than a year ago. So it's been a long time. And he said, new phone, who dis? So I wrote, Steve, this is Martin Kilcoin, checking to see if this is still your number. Because I didn't want to go into great detail about Hannafin if it's not him. He just wrote back, it is. It even kind of sounded badass. Like, it is. Like, what do you want, son? Why are you texting me, Jim? Then an emoji. 
So random, it just said we're on the radio. This da, 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 da. And he said in Arizona, 2006, Rams had fumbled the ball away late. We were all dejected. Hanny said, "Well, maybe Warner can fumble it right back to us," and then he did, and we all went crazy on the call. Hannafin jumps up screaming, "I told you! I told you!" And then he grabs his hamstring and started screaming, <laughs> "I'm cramping up! I'm cramping up!" <laughs> We've got to ask our 101 friends, maybe on our mysterious secret uh, interview, if they can give us that audio. Because I believe, well, no, it would have been pre that might pre 101, yeah, 2006. Who it might have been the rights then. 93.7, maybe was that when Smash was still there? Yeah, that's right, Cardinals. We're gonna poop on your bird's nest or whatever they were doing. All those. <laughs> anyway, there is your Jim Hannafin <laughs> update. I still want to find the audio of the Spanish Bears version. I have not found um, any of that yet martin great text here kind of tying in all of our topics i don't think you can i How really don't no this there's one no will. way to tie it all no in. this oh, one will i know what you're talking about i saw this saucy jack says love the bama beatdown clemson defense in the role of lorena bama's offense as john wayne bobbitt tua as the severed member repeatedly tossed out of the window of a moving vehicle oh, can you say that should we yes. jump out of that too soon too soon i five. Two eight two eighty two fifty five is the text line here. Midday grind. We'll catch up with Kenny. If you have questions for Kenny, it's almost racing season, Chuck. Time to dust off a little NASCAR knowledge. I just saw this morning, I believe, 40 days till Daytona. Is that right? I thought I saw that on a NASCAR that tweet. Right. That's after the, like, right after the Super Bowl, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds I'm right. pretty sure I saw that. Right. Is, uh, is the, that's on Fox, right, Daytona? Oh, absolutely. Is that going to be on locally? Instead Spectrum? of... <laughs> Listen, lots of ways to get it. Of course, the antenna, and we have great programming, lots of other cable packages you can go to, and, and we'll get this fixed, Jeff Fisher. This And this weekend, if for some reason Tribune, parent company, not local, doesn't have it worked out, I was told if you have Charter, I guess Fox Desportes is available on Charter. If you, you might hear that. If, if you go to Fox Desportes, <laughs> You can see the football broadcast. You just have the Spanish version. I'm not sure. Maybe we can ask our friends at Charter. We have friends at Charter at this point. That'd know. be fun to watch in Spanish. Wouldn't it? Seriously. Apparently that's an option. Look, what do you want? Do you want this? Or do you want this? Tannehill, last shot, back control. <laughs> what kind of broadcast do you want on Saturday uh, night? Tannehill. I want, I want people... <laughs> Screaming as if they've just been stabbed in the thigh. That's what I want. I want to get that guy on because I guarantee, it, as he's doing that call, let's get that's a good call, Hoff. Let's Seriously, which guy? Tannehill guy Tannehill. or no. Scream guy? No, Spanish speaking. Either the, the, and he'll be like, "Do you want the guy who got stabbed? Or do you want the guy on the play-by-play from the Eagles <laughs> radio broadcast?" Okay. Oh, by the way, Savard also said the next day every satellite football show in America was calling him to say what happened to Hannah. Can you talk about it? <laughs> But I want the Tannehill guy because I'm convinced. Oh, you want Tannehill? I'm convinced. Jimmy Cephalo. Now, hold on. Because the chances of the Dolphins winning that game was like 1%. I'm convinced that while he was doing that call, he was pulling a Frank Cusimano. Yes. Where he was, he was shuffling his papers. He was putting his stuff in his briefcase and getting ready to leave the second the game ended. He was texting his wife. Correct. All right, honey, do you want to do crab legs? He was like getting an Uber. We want to go to the beach. We're like uh, Tannehill. Tannehill, last shot. Back to throw. <laughs> Honey, can you pick me up? I want to be coming out of gate seven. Like, oh, oh, he flipped it. <laughs> Love the passion. Great moments 
in broadcast history. Where were we? All right, we'll take a quick break. And come then back. We swarmed him. <laughs> we got him. And I asked you, <laughs> how did you miss that kick, you idiot? You jerk, bro. Your one job. I mean, you're on my fantasy team and stuff. <laughs> you cost me 25 bucks. <laughs> you owe me money. This is either very funny or very offensive, Chuck. Which? Both? It's both. No, both? it can be both. Thank you. It can be both. Thanks. All right. Get Kenny, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Hoff's having a big day on the keyboard. Throw a break. There's Let's go, Tannehill. Who cares? All right. Coming up, Kenny Wallace <laughs> talking to Tannehill. And then maybe we'll get into some more fun stuff.